You gotta be. Science went too far. If someone or something doesn't take action soon, man as we know it will be eradicated by this threat. Two men have taken up the challenge of figuring out a way to survive. They call this process Beer Movies. Welcome to Beer Movies, where we review movies that are not too great, or maybe so bad they're amazing, but who knows, maybe the beers are better. So let's open a beer or a can. That was a good noise. As we review Cupid from 2020. As ever, I'm joined by Addison, my co-host. Hello. Hello. So let's kick off with a summary of what we watched. Um, interesting. After being horrendously embarrassed by the mean girls at school, Faye, a practicing witch, summons the evil Cupid to take revenge on all those who wronged her. Because obviously it is, ha- it is uh, Valentine's, so happy Valentine's. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Hope you got a nice chocolate and a kiss. <laughs> not from me. Well, not even maybe from me. <laughs> I'll go get one from my wife as well. Yeah. Um... Okay, I didn't actually realise it was established that she was a practising witch in this. Neither did I, until this literal one blurb. Yeah, because I had a note written down, like, where did she get the book? Yeah. Because she has to use a book in this to uh, conjure the spirit or soul of Cupid uh, at some point in the film. And it's not really explained where she gets the book from. No, I thought it was maybe that it kind of the way it's set up at the start with this kind of epic opening and explanation. So dramatic, wasn't it? That yeah, little animated a little bit, bit like yeah, a bit like a normal epic that you have or Shrek because they also do that in that with yeah, the big opener of the book so. and they're like, "This is the story." I assumed you'd find it maybe, but evidently not. Yeah, I mean, all they needed yeah. was like a scene of her going to the library or something. Um, yeah, just the witch's book. Yeah, to yeah, some shit like that finding it somewhere um i have a i have a nagging question about this film i reckon it's the same as mine where the fuck is this set so this is in england clearly the school of this the architecture generally was obvious Mm -hmm. the cars having great british registration plates yep and all the giveaway uh, left left handed drive yeah and all the stuff that was written as well was pound it was like there was a menu at one point and it's pound yeah. However, and also this is the other thing as well. So I looked it up because it was annoying me as well. Okay, I'm glad. Ma- like ninety five percent of the cast are English as well. Okay. Trained in like British schools. Because there are some dodgy accents going on yeah. here. There are some really bad ones. Like the, I think the one that stood out to me the most was the teacher. Um, yeah, the teacher was pretty bad, but I think the headmaster. I didn't really notice his, mainly because (laughs) my one note about him was, holy crap, he is stacked. Yeah, he's a big dude. But he sounded like a Brummy doing an American accent. Oh, I didn't clock that at all. So I looked it up, and he is a Brummy. So I was like, well, there we go. Yeah, the one that was bothering me was the main teacher guy. was pretty bad. um, Mr... Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. He's called Duncan Jones, which is the same name as... The director, who is David Bowie's kid, who was originally known as Zowie Bowie. Oh, there you go. good little uh, tidbit, thank you. For that. Um, and the <laughs> the other teacher, the lady teacher, wasn't particularly good either. The accent. No, 
No, that's what I put. I said, my notes literally say, why they all got shit American <coughs> accents, so, lad, you're in the UK. Are they trying to pass this off as American? Because they say it's fifth grade at some like, point. Yeah, and spring break. It's yeah. being, and it was produced by an American company as well. So that's so bizarre. It somehow. Because it, it gave me the vibe of, did you ever watch Sex Education on Netflix? No, but so, I do have another one that gave me a vibe of that I'll go with after you. So it does a similar thing where it's very clearly mostly English, but mm. there's lots of Americanisms, and yeah. it's very done on purpose in that. Like, it's meant to be, you're not quite sure what the time period's meant to be or mm. where it's set. It could be either one. Um, but in this, it doesn't seem particularly intentional. No, but it looks weird. hella English. Yeah, but everything else is American. Restaurant. Like, it opens with a restaurant. I was like, there's two shit American accents. I was like, are they tourists? Or. Because I can tell that's a that's summer in the UK. Yeah. Like, probably a little bit more north of where we live. Like, not far. Probably not. I wouldn't not. say it's too far. Um, and then it goes to all these other people. I'm like, I think only Matt and, like, one of the teachers doesn't have an American accent. Which They're one's Matt? The, Matt's the guy that, uh, spoiler, loses his arm. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because some of them didn't seem like they were trying to do American accents, and then some were really trying and failing. It was like a, some of them were like bad Welsh attempts at yeah. accents, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, like, is that mean. kind of like, the accent was so bad, Such a weird choice. I because knew they were trying. It's a bit of a shame, because I would actually say, I didn't hate this film. I didn't hate it either. And... <laughs> You kind of watch it going, God, the acting in this is shit. And it is made 300 times worse by the dodgy accents. Yeah. If they didn't it's do like, that, it would have been way better, I think, as well. Right, here's a, here we go. Right, I've got a question. So, mm-hmm. if this was the shitty American accents by British actors, would you have preferred the inverse, where it's American actors doing very shitty English accents? No, I think that would have been worse, to be honest. All right, Governor. Yeah. <laughs> Would have sent me. I'd have loved it even more. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't see that being particularly good either. No, it was. Uh... Do you ever? Do you ever watch like a? It. Do you ever watch like a sitcom, and they have like an English person turn up, and you're like, "God, that American's doing a really dodgy accent," and then you look them up, and they're actually English. <laughs> you're like, "Oh, our accent just sounds like the that one." Sometimes the one that jars me the most is that one of my cousins is was born in the UK but raised in America. Mm-hmm. However, he has this weird hybrid thing where sometimes he goes in to say English stuff. Oh, like it yeah. sounds like a all right, governor kind of thing. <laughs> that's so that's what it always reminds me of. When like an American does it badly, which unfortunately they're not the best at the English. But well, I'm sure at, yeah. we weren't great at the American accent either. I mean, not in this film. No, they were all shit. But they were yeah. all like college trained by the looks of it. So. Yeah. Weird thing, because obviously I was looking them all up, mm-hmm. as you do, because of the accents, and it was confusing me whether they're British or American. There's like a whole ring of films that they've kind of all been in, here and there. Oh, uh, right. Apparently, according to reviews, this is one of the most watchable ones. Uh, which oh, fantastic. As a review is quite jarring, uh, scathing, sorry. Um, but they're also, a lot of them are linked with the new Winnie the Pooh film that's coming out. Oh, yeah. The, the the one with the horror mask, right? Yeah, the blood and terror, because the license has run out. But once again, that's another weird one. So the license hasn't run out in the UK. It's run out in the US. So it's being produced by an American team. 
shot in the UK. What is this production company? This I don't is know. It's so bizarre. It's bizarre, but that's how they're getting around it because we yeah. legally couldn't do the Winnie the Pooh film with a British company because of the licensing. At this point, I'm, I'm going money laundering. That's what it is. <laughs> if it's money laundering, they're doing a fucking <laughs> awful job of it. Because this isn't generating shit. This is like, these are hard to find films. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a. I'd say, like, on the most part, though, I really enjoyed this. I yeah, thought... yeah. So, should we kind of go more into the, the story? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, we've got this weird teacher. Well, I say weird teacher. He's a very attractive man. Mm-hmm. But because of that, the students kind of love him. One of them in particular, who's the practicing witch, yeah. has a bit of a crush on him. Uh, didn't like that storyline, if I'm honest. Bit creepy. Don't need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't need any of that. Uh, you've obviously got the friend-zoned Matt, who is my favourite character in this whole film. Yep. Love him. Free my boy from the friend-zone, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And then you've got these bitchy girls, who I wrote down, man, these girls are cunts. Oh, they were awful, yeah. Horrendous. They essentially baited her into sending naughty pics and, uh, to kiss the teacher and blackmailed her. Well, I wouldn't say blackmailed her, they just kind of showed it around school, didn't they? Yeah, like, I mean, it was kind of blackmail, but they kind of did away with the who was getting in trouble pretty quickly. Like, everyone yeah. knew it was them doing it. Yeah, straight like, immediately. Um, yeah. Uh, so it was more of like a shame scheme than a actual blackmail. Uh, which causes Faye, the main character, to summon a demon, which turns out to be Cupid. <laughs> Did she know it was Cupid? Because in her book, it didn't say it. But then she knows who it is later on. Yeah, that's what I'm a bit confused by. Because she did a love thing before that. Mm. So maybe it's like that she'd already concocted love. And then by following that up with another yeah. demon, it becomes Cupid in some way. Who knows? It's like a hybrid of two, maybe. Because I've never seen anything like mythological where it's Cupid's anything but a character that just shoots you with arrows to make you fall in love. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's normally like a cherub, right? Which um, of which is a lot of nice films of this. This yeah. named film is there's a lot. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say because they keep calling him a midget, but he didn't look particularly small to me. <laughs> no, he's like just like five, a normal six, dude. Five, seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like maybe below average height, but I wouldn't say he was a midget. Yeah, not by much either way. No, but he was the one that I clicked on to find out he was British, and right. then found the rest from there. Yeah, because I did, I did look up a couple, but most of them are like pictureless on IMDb and don't have any descriptions, so it's kind of hard to get. Yeah, I went by a letterbox, and one was like, uh, is an actress. And I was like, cool. Yeah, kind of, I mean, is she? But fair <laughs> enough, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, also, um, when the girls are being bitches and they get detention, yeah. uh, Nina goes off to the, to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I just want to like represent what she does in daily life. She goes in, looks in the mirror, hot bitch. She says, "I'm like, I need to start doing that." <laughs> do you not do that? I do that. No, I don't. Oh, see, I need to learn from you as well. <laughs> you and Nina. There's a lot of eyeball trauma in this film as well. Mm, yeah, it came up a fair bit. Like, thankfully, nothing was like wasn't like <laughs> drawn out and really graphic. There was like four, I and think, in the end. Some some of the worst bits of this film are the effects. Like, they're pretty ropey. Yeah, for the most part, um, digital and practical are both ropey. I should add. I didn't 
notice much digital, if I'm honest. Uh, the thing I'm mostly thinking about is when he's flying in the sky. Yeah, of course. Because um, that's that's kind of what leaps to mind. Yeah, the ratio size is way off. He's massive. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it just kind of looks a bit crap. Shit. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I, I would say, kind of ignoring all those, I'd say it's quite enjoyable. I think the main thing, and obviously we're going to have to dance around this a little bit until after the intermission, um, I feel like we've been jonesing for a violent um, everybody gets killed film for a while. Yeah. Uh, we've had some um, low kill count films fairly recently, so this, mm-hmm. I kind of fit, it fit that niche. Um, yeah, it kind of did everything I thought it was going to set out to do, which is nice. Yeah, which is kind of what I was looking for when I was looking for a for a film, uh, yeah, I was trying to find a Valentine's film, and all that kept coming up was My Bloody Valentine. I was like, well, it doesn't really fit B movie. Yeah, that's more slasher. even for us. Yeah, and I think you're really pushing the boat if you think it's. I think it's kind of along that same line as like Chopping Mall and other ones, where like it's right on the cusp, maybe. Yeah, and I think My Bloody Valentine probably isn't. Problem is, it's really hard to look up, isn't it? Because it generally comes mm-hmm. up with Valentine or My Bloody Valentine. And yeah, that's it. Whereas Cupid, there seems like there's a shit ton of films, and we might have yeah. one for next year, potentially. Potentially, from 1997, apparently. Ooh, Who knows? Interesting. Um, I did see one that says Cupid's Arrows as well, which looked quite ah, cool. Well, tune in for yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, do we want to move to intermission now, and then we can kind of talk about it yeah, a bit I more? Yeah, I feel like, otherwise we're going to skirt around some of the bits. Yeah. It's just funny that we both obviously brought up the... British. It's so immediately away. like yeah. jarring. Um, cool. Intermission. So I've gone for one of my ropiest connections Ooh. ever. Well, I mean, um, it's going to get ropey eventually. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll go first because why not? Um, because she's kind of doing witchcraft mm. I have gone for Old Crafty Hen <laughs> which is the uh, same brand as Old Speckled Hen which is a oak age strong ale uh, it is definitely strong but it tastes good did you good. just try and crowbar that in? yes I did, yeah <laughs> I like it, that's how I crowbar in my bonus points So yeah. it works out so, sometimes you've got to stretch it <laughs> Yeah, you do. I get it. I fully get it. So I went with a beer. I've actually never heard of this. So when I was in uh, B&M recently and I picked up the Mythos, there's okay. also another beer from another European country I went for. Uh, I th- believe it's pronounced FS. Okay. Fs. It's a Turkish Pilsner. Ah, cool. And the company that, uh, they are actually been bought out recently by InBev, the company that owns ah, Budweiser, which is yeah. pretty cool. So... Potentially might see it more on shelves in kind of bigger stores as opposed to just being it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of your standard run-of-the-mill Pilsner. So oh. I suppose my link is this is a run-of-the-mill film. I'm actually going to Turkey in a couple of weeks, so I will keep an eye out for it. Oh, I didn't know that. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, they're very last-minute planning, so I haven't seen <laughs> you since it's booked. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good fun. Uh move on to the best kill. Yeah. I think there's a few choices here, actually. I think so. I think um, there's there's some good deaths. Um, so, 
Should we mention a couple or should we just go straight into... Uh... I think we'll go in and then if there's one one of us hasn't mentioned some of them, okay. we'll bring it up. Because I've kind of gone with this is my choice, but I might have gone for this. Alright, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I feel like you like me going first so you can change yours if you need to. Yeah, I've got two written down, so okay, why not I'll do my first? Uh, so I have gone for a fairly late one in the film, um, but it is when a bunch of roses are stuffed down the throat of one of the uh, children, because th- these are children in this film. They're like yeah, 16. Yeah, it's the same with all horror films like this. It's just They're weird, isn't actually it? actually 30. Yeah. I'd, I'd, they feel younger in like an English school for some reason. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's the Harry Potter effect. Yeah. Um, but it's it's quite it's quite a good death. Um, and like the ends of the uh, stalks kind of like come out through her throat in, a, yeah, in an aftershot. Like it looks quite good. It's it's actually probably one of the better um, makeup effects, uh, I mm. would say. Yeah, I really like it. It's the fact that it kind of asphyxiates her yeah. with it, and then the stem's neck shot are coming through the neck. And it's just like, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that was actually my first choice. Yeah, so I'm going to go with second choice. I, w- I would say within the film, it's the most creative death yeah um there is one other quite creative death and that's why i put on a similar parent and i'm going to give him a similar score okay so i'm going to go with this instead so i've gone then with the valentine's card kill is that what that was you know i could yeah. not work out what that was yeah so he's throwing valentine's cards at such a pace that they go they get lodged into the person's back uh, i think i must have looked down when he was doing that bit mm. because what i saw was him fall over. The Cupid picked him up, and then I thought he was like holding a broken plate. No, that's, and that's a, what he cut him with. That's a Valentine's card. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. That is that is pretty good as well. <laughs> so yeah, it was two two Valentine's cards were thrown at his back, yep. lodged in. Which I suppose technically I know people can throw <laughs> like playing cards and lodge them in stuff. I don't reckon you could do it a Valentine's card in someone's back. I mean, but... this is a Roman god we're talking about. Yeah, it was pretty sick. So that, and then obviously he slices his throat with yeah. the card. So I think for me, this was one of the two best kills in the film. So yeah. I'm happy that you went with the other one, actually. So I could say this one. Cool. Do we want to give a score for these? Yeah, uh, so I've gone with 63 for the flower kill. Interesting. So I've gone with a 60 number as well. I've Ooh. gone uh, 69. What is that? Valentine's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, <coughs> breezing past done, that. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think some of the deaths are really good in this. Um, yeah. A lot of them are obviously bow and arrow based, um, mm-hmm. the vast majority, because he has a bow and arrow. The uh, dead I, shot at the first kill was, like, I was gonna say, some range, isn't it? That, that first kill, like, and it, it's quite, because she is like mid-sentence when it like strikes mm. her in the back of the head and it kind of pops out the eye. Um, it's kind of great. Uh, coming from like a guy. an innocent bystander in it as well. That's what I feel sorry for her with. Yeah, I don't really know why. I, I guess because she was bouncing. Um, yeah, she was dipping on a date, but he was an arsehole anyway, so I kind of get it. But also, this Cupid does not seem to have a particular rule set that it follows. No. Um, Unless it's like people... Because she tells him in the school, I want to kill everyone. Like Everyone yeah. in the school doesn't want to have love. Maybe the person that conjured the Cupid at the start was like, anyone that loves my dad? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, because that, that wasn't really localised to anything, whereas that was localised. The second attacks were localised to a school. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of that beginning bit, the bit where he... So the, it's kind of centred on three characters. It's kind of like its own little side story. Um, the dad's left the mum and is on a date with a too young girl for him, really. Mm. The date gets interrupted by his daughter. Date gets killed by being shot in the face. Uh, dad gets takes an arrow to the leg yep. at some point while they're running in a forest. The knee, but never mind. And then one of the most brutal kills, whilst the dad is still alive and kind of screaming, Cupid forces the girl's head onto the arrow in his leg yeah, and brutal. kills her and then kills the dad. And it's extended. Well, it's quite a genius. Yeah, it's quite a genius move, to be fair. And it goes yeah. fully through her head as well. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, you sold Oh uh, Yeah, I was like, like, at that point, I was kind of on board. Hmm. Yeah, you need them early kill. kills that are genius, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, and then the rest of them seem to be kind of a similar cookie cutter, bow to eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cookie cutters. And well. cookie cutters, actual cookie cutters. Yeah, heart cookie cutters on people's backs to uh, turn them into chicken cookies. Chicken cookies, yeah. Love that. I love how... He must have taken the time to put out the chicken cookie. Like that means they were cooked. Yeah. At uh, what time has he got? Yeah. To... This is weirdly not even the, the first film that we're going to watch. It's got like cooked things. No, that's very like true. Like that as well. Yeah. Uh, tune in next week. <coughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I think the big thing that came away from this though was uh, free my boy Matt. Uh, from the friend zone. Yeah. Can't believe it. Like he lost his arm and that's what it took to get a date, so Yeah. Sort it out. Also that decapitation of his arm, fuck me. That was hilarious. Yeah. Because pretty good. everyone's in the splash zone and yeah. they're just like and just squirt. I quite everywhere. appreciated that because they had one guy who was shot in the leg and then the arrows infect mm-hmm. and when it gets to the heart that's when the guys die. And I was like, why didn't why don't they chop off the leg and try and tourniquet it or something? Um, they did. But they did later on. I was like, oh, fair play. You you did it. Mm. It's like the zombie method, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's like World War Z when they did that and he chops her arm off. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. fair play. Um, yeah. Uh, and then it ends with a bit of a twist, which is quite interesting. Yeah, so maybe setting up for a second Cupid. I wouldn't say necessarily going to be another one, but it was the fact that the love spell is still working. That. No. The yeah. love spell still works on the teacher, and he's like, I don't know. The way he said it, like, I think it was probably the guy just being a bit of a shit actor. But yeah. it came across as, oh no, the love spell's still up. That's why I kissed you, underage girl. Mm, I'm not sure I'd buy that. Yeah, take his teacher's license away. Mm. Get it out. Despicable. Ew is the the last note that I wrote for that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, good way to finish it. Uh, not a bad film. Quite enjoyed it. Yeah, would watch uh, for Valentine's again. I genuinely would watch this again. I think. We might have to create a little list when we do a, like our review of all the films we've ranked. Yeah. Maybe ones that we'd actually go back to, and other <coughs> ones we'd uh, never touch again. Looking yeah. at you, Birdemic. Ugh! Don't start. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, we've said the best kill, we've said the beers we're having, we've mm-hmm. wrapped up the film, so I think it is time for the bonus points. Yeah. 
Well, you're I tried to put on an accent there, but it's not very good. I'd like to see how you theme this. Uh, so, hmm, very good. I'm going to go with 14. Very low. Because, yeah, but have you not noticed all my bonus points are... Yes, I have noticed like that you mention it every week. Mark. Yeah. So, 14 because uh, February 14th is Valentine's Day. Surprise. Yeah. <gasps> I'm going to I'm going to go... I'm going to go a bit higher. I'm going to go... Bear in mind, this is out of nothing. So I'm going to go 98. Whoa. Because I quite enjoyed this, and I think it deserves a higher score than what it got. 98 out of nothing is amazing. 98 out of nothing. Uh, which gives us a B score of 426. Respectable. Which is entirely respectable. respectable. Um, mostly down to a massive boost from myself. Uh, which gives us a rank of must be pretty high up ten. Oh, a new number ten. Yeah, new top ten. Like yeah. it. Will it stay? That's the question. At least for at least one more week, I reckon. Well, we'll find out next week. So, anything else you want to say before I wrap up? Nope, don't think so. Okay, so make sure to uh, kiss your loved one, give them a little hug. And if you're not doing anything tonight, uh, sit down and watch Cupid. Yeah. Maybe have a nice uh, candlelit dinner. It would be a rather big treat instead of these big generic romance films. Watch Cupid. Mark Ramson Brown. Anyway, I don't know why I'm selling the film like that. I'm just going to let before. you do it. <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you for listening to Beer Movies. Check us out on Instagram at Beer Movies Pod or write us an email to Beer Movies Podcast at Outlook.com saying what Beer Movie or Beer we should review next. And next week, we discuss The Ginger Dead Man from 2005. Mm-hmm. Mm. Get your cookie cutters out again. <laughs> <laughs>